Welcome to Coffee Beans and Happy Hearts. We're so glad you've joined us. Sit back with your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or matcha, or whatever you may like, and join us as we dive into this week's topic. Welcome to Coffee Beans and Happy Hearts. Today, we have Miss Tommy that's going to share what's on her mind and heart this week, um, teaching us maybe about how important it is to be content in where we're at. Um, so, Tommy, how are you this week? I'm doing good. How about you? Are you working from home? Yes, working from home, trying to be content, <laughs> and um, just enjoying this warmer weather. Um, oh, good. Finally, Kentucky has got through all the snow and the ice, and we have flooding. It's, it's been a rough spring for sure, but now mm. we're thawed out and ready to go. How about you guys? Oh, we're slowly thawing out up here. Um, winter's hung, hung around a little longer than I think anyone would prefer, but <clears throat> the temperatures are going up, so we got a lot of, we call it breakup season, so... Lots of uh, snow breaking up and ice breaking up. Um, maybe other things breaking up. I don't know. But um, at least that's what we call it. It's breakup season. So <laughs> uh, there's a, I've seen it on social media before where it's like all these things that like Alaskans say that make no sense to anybody else. And I think that's one of them is breakup season. <laughs> But I, we call it in Kentucky our little winter, our small winters, just because where we sit geographically, it will be winter one day and literally summer mm. the next. So that's yeah. kind of what we're encountering now is just the eight degrees today and then like back down to the 30s and 40s tomorrow. I remember in because being in Cincinnati, the same thing, like you never really fully put away your winter clothes. Like there's always a couple sweaters or things like that, because you never know. For sure. <laughs> Excuse me. So today, so uh, to catch you guys up, um, the other day I was talking with Amy, and I said, <laughs> I don't even remember exactly what I said, but I was talking to her about, like, you know, there's a time, like, when we miss the present because we're looking back either – because we are considering the past, the better days, the good old days. Um, or maybe we're like, we can't get past like some, something like shameful or hurtful or some traumatic event in our past. Or we're looking forward where we're just so like, we're just forward thinking our futures ahead of us. It's bright. We're looking forward to it. Or we're like, anxious about it. We're worried about the future, like especially in this past year of pandemic living, like just anxious and worried. And we miss the present. We miss, and I know there's so many talks and so many sermons and so many TED talks about living in the present, being intentional. But um, I was just thinking about that. And so I mentioned it to Amy. And then on Sunday, my pastor talks about like surrendering your yes to Jesus and surrendering it in your present, in your past and in your future. And I 
I just love when God confirms things like that. Cause I had mentioned to Amy, like, what do you think about talking about this on the podcast? And then that Sunday, my pastor talks about that and obviously in way more detail and in depth and uh, good nuggets of information to chew on. But for me, it was just kind of just, you know, just this little mom thought is what sprung it on. I was in the driving, like the pickup line to pick up my daughter. And you, as you pull in, you pass from sixth grade down, you know, so there's like a little group of sixth graders, there's a little group of fifth graders, and it just goes down to like the the crosswalk where you actually pick your child up. And that's where the first graders are hanging out. And I caught myself thinking like, oh, what's it going to be like when she's in fifth grade? You know, just thinking back and then thinking back to when I was and then I was thinking, oh, I wish she was preschool again and I could go in. You know, like just uh, my mind went that route. And having recently had a baby, I've been thinking a lot about when my girls were babies. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit just dropped that in my mind, like in, in my heart, just enjoy right now. Like right now there's things that I want to show you. I want to teach you. Um, and just enjoying that the future will come and the past as good as it has been or as hurtful, like I'm there too. And so, um, that's what my pastor, like you hear this all the time growing up in church. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. And, (laughs) He, you know, he was and is and is to come like, and that just like I heard it Sunday and it was just like, my mind was just like, whoa, it just because I heard it in the season that I'm in. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts on it. Like, I, I have you ever felt that way, Amy, where like, let's let's look, let's look at the Bible. So Lot's wife, she looked back. They said, don't look back. And she mm-hmm. looked back. I think that's the number one example ever brought up when talking about looking back. But the other thought that I had was the children of Israel. And I have been in this place so many times. I don't know about you, but the, they it was better off. We were better off in Egypt. Like, why did you bring us out of slavery? And I think... <laughs> I have been there where I'm like, you know what? I was better off this way. (laughs) And God's like, no, no, you weren't. (laughs) But what do you think about looking back at good or bad and just how to, how to retrain our thinking? I think that's awesome because I was thinking about, as you were saying that um, Matthew chapter six, which is probably one of my more favorite chapters. Um, but there's a whole big section on worry, you know, Matthew chapter six, I can't remember the verse, but you know, Jesus is like, don't worry about your life, what you eat, what you drink, you know, body and clothing you put on it. And then chapter seven goes into asking, seeking and knocking. Hmm. And I think it's so good because like you and I, we, we said we have twin seasons, right? So I think, and even our personalities are similar in that, like you and I, especially me, I'm like a get it done person. Like I want to get it done and move forward. It's either all or nothing. And I think, but my hindrance is, 
if there was a failure in the past or if I feel uncertain about the task ahead, it's like I'm sitting here and nothing's getting done, right? Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of seasons, I think God just wants us to trust him and stop worrying about like, don't worry about your yesterday. You know, you can't fix it. You can't change it. And then even it says, I think later on in chapter six, it talks about like, you know, tomorrow has enough worry of its own of its own so like don't be focused on tomorrow's worries or cares or concerns just live life today you yeah. know and i think that's so important because like i said like especially even like most of my life i've been in some type of leadership position because that's my personality of like let's get it done let's keep it moving let's go forward i'm sorry if y'all can hear the lawnmower <laughs> real life um but yeah, I think we got to take time to, like, just appreciate the here and now. Um, just appreciate what's going on around you and, and learn from it and grow from it and, you know, and, and allow, just allow yourself to walk. Like, I think uh, there was one time when I was walking through Africa, and if you've ever been to Africa, the sidewalks and the roads are not ideal by any means. And I'll never forget it. I was walking through, I think it was Nairobi, and I was following my friend, and he is a super fast walker. I mean, I'm kind of short, and he's a lot more faster than I am. And I was, like, looking at the ground as I was walking, and because I was afraid I was going to trip on something, you know, and just fall over. And it was in that moment, like, I felt Holy Spirit spoke this to me. He was like, you're so focused on how you walk. You're not paying attention to where you're going. Mm. And I was like, okay, God, you know, and I mean, of course, it's because I was sitting there watching, but in my mind and in my heart, like I said, because of like being in leadership and being even in the workplace, a person that has to get stuff done, I just forget to appreciate the moment, you know, yeah. and appreciate where I'm at. That's good. That's good. Yeah, there's uh, been times we were walking through Nairobi one time. Uh, we took a bus back from uh, Kisumu to Nairobi and <clears throat> we got out and we're. There was a moment not like yours. It was more like, okay, let's put our backpacks on the front, our kids on the front. Like, nothing behind us because we can't see and we're sticking out like a sore thumb uh just in that time of day and and then the you know our local friends were like no don't take the bus you're gonna get there at the wrong time (laughs) and i think you know it's it's just a rabbit trail but you got to get there at the right time you know like I can't, we can't speed forward 10 years. We, we wouldn't be the, the same people, you know, like we've got to go through that process. And it's, I don't know, the children of Israel has really been like on my heart. Like they had to go through 40 years for what is it? A two week journey. I think yeah. is what I've, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, 40 years like that is a process that's a generation like generations of process you know like um but yeah now what about looking forward um i had asked amy earlier uh what she thought about moses and the question is did moses 
because he seemed to be impatient with the children of Israel quite a bit. Um, I can relate sometimes. I've been impatient with my children lately. And I think, am I looking ahead too far? So like, was, was Moses so, so focused on the promised land that it caused him to miss the, the present and the journey with the children of Israel? Would he have been different had he focused a little more? And I'm not like, you, you know, this, I'm not a Bible scholar, but just my, just my thoughts was, was he so focused and and that was why not reaching the promised land was so devastating. Yeah, for sure. I think so because, uh, you know, and we were talking about this, it's almost like, because he did ask God to at least see the promised land and God showed it to him. Um, but of course he didn't get to possess it or inherit it. And, and as we were talking earlier, we were talking about it's almost like, you know, you're planning your wedding. Um, and if I can use you and Cody as, as an example, I remember like when all these wedding festivities were going on and it's great. And it's like, even myself, like not being married, but planning trips, like, you know, it's like, okay, I gotta have my passport or you gotta get the rings, mm-hmm. you gotta get this, that. Like, and you was planning a humongous move, not a small one, <laughs> a very big move. And I remember when you, you told me, you called me on the phone and you're like, Amy, I'm so tired. And when I go to the honeymoon, I just want to take a nap. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to get, you know, and I think, you know, Moses got so caught up in, you know, trying to get a group of people, rebellious, stubborn people, you know, to this promised land, I think he got caught up in it and just totally missed the whole point of like inheriting and possessing. And, you know, cause a lot of times he was getting angry and he was disobedient and he was impatient, you know? And, um, I honestly, I think that's probably what, where his downfall was, you know, he was hot headed. He did kill people <laughs> as an Egyptian, you know, like he was so hot headed. And I don't know. I think, that drive was good in the fact that, you know, he was in leadership, but at the same time, like, it's still like he missed what God had for him. Yeah. And, you know, I think I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, um, I recently started going to a Sunday school, adult Sunday school um, at my church, and I might be biased, but we have the best teacher she has such a great like outlook, but she had brought up a really good point. We're talking about difficult scriptures, but Moses had had a he had some identity things that he needed to work through before he could yeah. lead them. And it may not have been brought up much after, you know, once they're on the journey and stuff, but being human, I would think that probably kind of stuck with him sometimes or maybe flared up when he did lose his temper or when he did like get frustrated was, you know, he was raised Egyptian, you know, and then he went to Midian where that's neither Hebrew nor Egyptian. So it was like a safe zone, but that's where God called him in the burning bush. So then God specifically says, because, you know, like his brothers that he was raised with would be Pharaoh at that time, you know, that he was supposed to go back to. Well, God specifically says, no, your brother Aaron, the Levite, the Hebrew, 
that like this is these are your kin you know this is your kin and i think wow like in today's world i feel like you know there are some identity issues uh some larger than others but (laughs) is that something that stuck with him his whole life you know as he's trying to lead these people like i don't know it just made me think like have grace have more grace for leadership yeah that the leadership that we sit under we don't know what they struggle with and of course you know everyone knew moses killed the the egyptian but you know like outside of that like he didn't he didn't circumcise his firstborn son he named he gave him an egyptian name like he was holding on to his life his old life and it's not even like before jesus after jesus it's just it was you know, not as, you know, God spared his life by raising him up Egyptian, but like he just held on to what God was calling him further and above and beyond. And he was just holding on to the past. And so, I don't know. That's a good point. And like, do you think, because like, even though as an Egyptian, he still had a respect and love for the Hebrew people, obviously, but at the same time, like you're saying, he could have had slaves punished. You know, he could have had slaves even killed because of whatever, because he was in that place of authority. And, you know, like what I've learned about authority, like in a business sense, it always in the church and, you know, physical business, like at the store, the store is going to prosper if the leader prospers, because it always comes from the head mm-hmm. down. And so here's Moses, an Egyptian trying to slaves. <laughs> I mean, that probably was getting super frustrating at time, like, because the slave mentality was like, who are you to say anything to us? Moses is like, do you know, you know, who I am probably, you know, and it was probably that constant, just like, and it caused him to walk in confusion for 40 years, you know, so like, that's so good about the identity. I've never even thought of it like that, that he, you know, he still very much had Egyptian. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought of it either, and she uh, brought it up in Sunday school, and I was like, I, I mean, that's been weeks, and I'm still just mulling it over, and I love when God does that, just drops yeah. those stuff, like, think about this for a little bit. Let me teach you, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so I think to wrap it up for this week, really just uh, how can we pray for you guys, how, you know, I'm we're praying for each other. We want to pray for you. Like, are there any like past, present, future, you know, that dynamic, like imbalance, you know, cause you, you still need to look to the future. You still need to, you know, your past has made you who you are, you know, like all those good, like it just needs to be balanced. <laughs> so if there's any way we can pray, uh, pray for anyone and, or if you're having identity struggles, like who you are in Christ, it's easy to read the words or hear someone else. And for me, a lot for a long time, I could believe I had the the biggest faith for to believe someone like you are you are a new creation, you are the righteousness of God. Like you're more than a conqueror, but I couldn't believe it for myself. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think we all. Got- Right? So if there's anything, and obviously outside of that, anything that we can pray for you guys about, or if you have any other 
comments or insights, we want to hear from you guys. Um, we, I think I, I feel more fueled and motivated when I hear from, from our listeners. So, um, do you have anything else, Amy? I, I, I probably could talk for another half hour about this stuff, but. For sure. I think this is great today. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any prayer requests, I mean, you don't have to come here and tell your whole life story. <laughs> it's not our business, but if there is something we can pray about, we'll definitely help you pray. Um, and we hope that this, you know, this conversation really encourages you and pushes you forward just to like really appreciate the moment. You know, yeah. don't, you know, don't dwell in the past. You can't change it. Tomorrow, make plans, but don't let it worry you, you know, and just keep it moving and enjoying your walk with Jesus. Yep. Amen. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We really enjoy your feedback, encouragement, and prayer requests. Let us know how this week's challenge goes for you. Just remember, as we walk through life together, it's always better with friends. We'll catch you on the next one.